All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you right bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. This is the Notes from the Pin motherfucking podcast. I'm here with Cousin Greg, because uh, Big Papa Stan Hope is on tour right now, and I yep. catch him when catching's good, and usually I catch him. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it doesn't line up. There's some stuff I want to talk to uh, Cousin Greg about anyway, so what up, Doka? Hello, Bobby. <laughs> that's me trying to... I was, I, was, I was like, I had that weighted, baited breath for that, because that's how you guys do your thing, and I love it. But don't know if it worked for me, but I did it anyway. Fuck it, I did it. Hello, Bobby. Hello, sir. Douglas. <laughs> I always go... Uh, when people write me on JPay, uh, there's a dude, Mike, that, that, uh, that wrote me. And uh, yeah. I go, if someone gives me their nickname, I go the long way. So I'll go, I call him Michael from then on out. So I call Doug yeah. Douglas all the time. And uh, yep. yeah. I get the so, occasional uh, Gregory from you. Yep. Oh, Gregory. Cause oh. Gre- uh, the captain once told me, he said, yeah, I noticed your guys' slang up there. Like, you guys don't pronounce, like, the last syllable. He says, I hear it in GR Joe a lot. So, like, instead of saying cuz, it's like the ultimate form of laziness linguistically. Oh. What up, cuz? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't even hit that. What about? Uh, you I like it. That, uh, we're too cool to pronounce a full word. Is the way. Second syllable. Drop that. So what's up? Anything we need to catch up on on your end? Uh not really. I mean, uh, sweltering heat these days up here. I'm giving you the oh, weather report because everybody loves to hear about the weather. Yeah, tantalizing subject matter. Right, it's a little yeah, bit. Well, it's a little bit dewy. It's humid. I could go on. I could go on, but I, you know what I want. That's how you know you're getting old is when it's like a genuine. I'll find, yeah. I'll find myself in a genuine like weather report. Like yeah, and me, you know, prison has just become one long series of seasons, which are not even really seasons as much as they are stretches of it's too hot. Yeah, wishing too it would go away. <laughs> There's a brief period where it's nice, and then immediately too it's too cold, oh. and then wishing it would go away. Brief period, all uh. right, and then just cycle it over and over and over again. And that's, we did an episode, or we got one coming up, on uh, the negativity bias, like the evolutionary benefits of uh, focusing on negative uh, shit when we were hunter-gatherers in order to ensure yeah. that we get all our bases covered, and how that that has trailed over into, you know, yeah, modern the situation day. now where, yeah, where we're successful enough as a species where we don't really need it, so all it does now, instead of making us survive, it makes us miserable. <laughs> you know? And so that's what, uh, it's so hot right now. <laughs> it's sweltering. Yeah. I decided, it like will throw me off my game. And, you know, people are like, oh, you're from Florida, you can do, I'm like, that doesn't, that, no, that yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's still fucking uncomfortable. But, you know, at least there, you there, there's air conditioning and shit. In here, man, you just go up to your, I have to, so I walk up three flights of stairs. One, two, three. yeah, I'm a base. Yeah, so three flights of stairs. Technically, it'd be the fourth floor, but three flights of stairs. And then I, Go in there, bird bath, like drench myself in yep. cold sink water or coldish warm sink water, and then sit as still as possible. I'll put like I just now I put a towel over my pillow and like laid like sat back on it, propped it up against yeah. the bars, and then I just remain perfectly still. Forty five minutes, 
I'll start cool my body temperature will cool down enough so I'm not like sweating and sticking to everything. And then they'll call chow and I'll have to go chow <laughs> and then come uh-huh. back. It's like you cool off just long enough to get comfortable, maybe you're gonna doze off and then it'll be like third gallery, go to chow. Motherfucker. Yeah. And so uh But there there's I, a misconception I think that, sorry, sorry to cut you off. But there's a misconception no. that people say that prisons are people of course that haven't been to prison, but say that prison is usually cold. Because in a cold environment, people are generally less irritable, and they don't want people to fight with each other. That's obviously not true. You don't have air conditioning there, right? No. Here's the thing. That's a that's a your pre your um, misunderstanding of a preconception or a misconception mm-hmm. is a misconception itself. And okay. this is one of the things a lot of people uh, misconceive. And it's annoying when I tell let people know because I know what they mean when they're saying it. You're talking about jail. There's a big difference oh. between jail and prison. Jail is. is almost always freezing fucking cold. And it does work in a way that you're so concerned with staying warm that you don't really have right. time to be doing a bunch of other shit. But that's, uh, <laughs> no, that's, they would lose, they would go bankrupt with the. Uh, well, I was going to say, what's the motivation? Electric. Follow the money. Yeah. Gotcha. With the electricity bill here, if that was the case. So, um, so since in the last couple months, a lot has changed. The nine finger went home. Right, yeah. a bunch of people have left since the tits. So I'm here by myself. I've befriended yeah. uh, outside of my normal window of people. I will befriend is mm-hmm. a 21 year old Egyptian kid named Abdul. Okay, he's actually on the phone, phone next to me right now. He's my man's. Yeah, fucks with him the long way, as they say. He's my homie. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he's like, he's got a good. He gets depressed. Like you know, last night, he asked me, he's like, do you get like depression? Like he doesn't even know what to call it. And I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. People look at that as a real weakness in here. I'm like, for sure. I'm like, listen, everyone who thinks deeply gets depressed, bro. And you should. Yeah. It makes sense because look how fucked up it is. You should have questions. Yeah. You should have, you know what I mean? And, and there should be moments where I said just, you know, shallow waters, they stay relatively still because they're so shallow. I said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like deep. So yeah. we have like deep conversations and he's real curious about stuff. I like him. I, I just read The Kite Runner, which is a great book. Good book. Him. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, author and i gave it to him wrote a little inscriptions uh because he reads like a five-year-old but he's smart he's just uh not learned it yet and so right. uh we started the young man so someone asked me one of the uh, nation guys nation islam guys um lx yep. we'll have like certain deeper conversations and there's um one of the good things about the melanics or mobites which are um a version of islam that's like different Okay. Like, um, I haven't heard of what it. the Christian equivalent would be. It's very like a white devil shit. You know what I mean? All right. Um, yeah. But they like, like, we're good. Me and you are good. We're original. We're good. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah, we're good. All right. We're like, <laughs> we're like, we're, we're in there. You know what I mean? We're, we're okay. Oh, good shit, good shit. And so they'll like uh, nudge <laughs> up like throughout my bit and be like, what about these fucking crackers? <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking honkies. <laughs> So, um, but not all of them, you know, and, and one of the good things is these organizations, they teach, they put knowledge on a pedestal in a good way, right? Now, it usually ends up being very limited knowledge, right? And like, they don't really teach people necessarily exactly how to think, but it's a good thing because people want to, um, people in these organizations, nation guys are, are, I get along with a lot, even though they're, uh, technically black nationalists, <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. they're, uh, 
they're kind of segregationists in a way, some of them. But anyways, uh, I get along with them a lot because they, they, they like to read some of the same shit I like to read, James Allen and stuff. And I've read some of their literature. But uh, there's one here, Alex, who's like, uh, we have had deep conversations, and they have study groups, right? So they, uh, Alex like, hey, do you think you want to be part of the study group? And I was spinning laughs the other day, and um, a couple brothers, as we say, and not just mm-hmm. skin color-wise, but like in the nation, yeah. and then are like, hey, Chino, can you, you bless us with your time. And so we, I go over there, and we just start chopping it up about stuff. And I start saying stuff that starts ringing, like, with synchronicity with some of the stuff they've been going through. Anyways, they were like, you want, would you, the brothers were telling me, they, they like talking to you, and they, would you want to join? Right. Uh, this guy was trying to sell a James Allen book, which is one of my favorite authors, so we got to talking about it and all this stuff. So I'm like, okay. yeah, that'd be interesting um, now that a bunch of people left and I don't have all these deep talks. I mean, Abdul, like I'm, sc- I'm dropping gems on old Dooley. I call him Abby. <laughs> He's like, at first he didn't like it when Hollywood would call him that. And I'm like, Abby's Abby. a cool name, though. It's an author. Uh, a- Albert Hoffman, he wrote uh, Doors of Perception. And now when people say he's like, it's, he's a writer, though, so I don't mind. Anyways, so they, were, <laughs> they said that. They asked me, and I was like, yeah, that'd be interesting, man. Let me know. And then I thought, that was a couple of days ago. I thought about it. And right. I asked Abdul, like, hey, bro, like, you know, because he's Muslim, Abdul. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, uh, would you want to go with me to this study group? And, we could, and he's like, yeah, 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 I would. It would be cool. Because he's yeah. he was real frustrated the other day and was talking about how people are shallow and they don't whatever. So that's, uh, Let me ask you a question. How long is Abdul down? I just want to get a sense of what he's uh, – Oh, he just – it's his first joint. He's uh, – how, how long will he, he be? What's his bit? Hold on. Abdul. Dude. How much time do you got left? No, on your bit. How many is you doing county? Right. Yeah, he's got two and a half years left. He's been in county right, for three okay. and a half, though, so. A little minute. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but. Uh, I was just curious. Right now, we're working on his uh, his reading skills and shit. So, I started, like. They were so we talked last night before yard closed, and he's like, "Well, what's a good time for you guys?" And we're like, oh, "At night mm-hmm. would be better when it cools down." So uh, each person runs their own study group, gets to choose a, a subject. So cool. I started thinking last night, and coinciding with some of the stuff I've been reading, and I told them this. I said, "Do you?" I said, "Alex, are you interested?" Because he has only been down a couple of years too. Oh, his mom died mm-hmm. while he was in here. Terrible. Damn. And um, he uh. I was like, I wondered, uh, because a lot of times the angle that a lot of the people in these organizations are into are, are like motivational self-help type, like mm-hmm. James Allen, Tony mm-hmm. Robbins type, like uh, manifest your, all that yeah. shit, all, all stuff I like, but I was like, sometimes it gets limited and that you guys stop short of the intellectual, actual academic pursuits like philosophy or science or biology, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. So I started... I started to draw up like my thing, and theirs is based like around around religion a lot, right? And some of it, like we had to talk yesterday because it'll be like it'll get a little white devilishy, <laughs> and I had to go. Well, it's not. But they're all compassionate, yeah. um, good people, you know. Where that's like oversimplifying. They're not necessarily saying that, and they're uh, yeah. You can have like open conversations about like we started to get into the use of the N word and stuff like that. Okay. And, um, I was like, ooh, and Alex is like, oh, Chino loves this shit. Because, I, I, you know <laughs> me, I like talking about, like, thorny issues and stuff. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, the forte. So I just started shouting the N-word with a hard R. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 
But I did say it in reference to, like, we were having a conversation, you know? Interesting. And, okay. Uh, hey, I'm brown enough to want to get a little past. <laughs> yeah, a little, little uh, past. <laughs> but it was in context to talking about a case. Anyways, so this is what gotcha. I thought about introducing for my first one, because I find this fascinating, is that throughout history, right, like, we've... Um, we've you have one minute remaining. We've had a really, our species, because I've been reading Sapiens, and we, you know, we kind of talked mm-hmm. about that a little bit. Our species has had this really, like, hyper-accelerated progress in, like, every, every realm, like biology, uh, uh, physics, um, yeah, just, math. E- math, just everything. It's just, like, within the last 500 years, we've surpassed the last 70,000 years since we had, like, the cognitive revolution. So I want to introduce the idea of the Age of Enlightenment because that's around the time that it started happening, when okay. 500, about 500 years ago, and start, but, and start kind of addressing that to teach, to, to bring up the shift and get their opinions about why that shift happened 500 years ago. Like, what was it about 500 years ago that just, boom, like, spurred Thank you for using GTL. So about 500 years ago, we started... Do you have any... What would your guesses be of what... I mean, obviously, it's a bunch of different things, but I, like, I, I've kind of, like, narrowed it down to one thing that shifted. Like, what happened 500 years ago that changed the way we, we approach things that led to the age of reason and the scientific... Uh, revolution and then the Inman era. Any ideas? I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it. I got no ideas because yeah. I, and I, I don't answer. know. That's the answer. No, oh, that's really? the answer. The answer is that for the first time in history, we stopped uh, pretending that we knew uh, everything. Fucking we, a man. And we started going because before then it was like, oh yeah. Um, this guy, this priest, he knows everything. And he yep. either will tell you, or if he doesn't, there's another guy that knows everything, or a guy that was around a while ago that do everything, right? And so there, or this king knows everything. He's unquestionable. This rule. Somebody knows something. Yeah. Somebody knows the thing you need to know. So around 500 years ago was like the first time there was like a systematic admission that we don't know shit. And we're going to start right. from the foundation and perspective of we don't know shit. Let's see if we can come up with a set of principles, a, st- thought, a structure of thought and experimentation that can prove shit um, beyond just taking someone's word for it, right? Right. And uh, I think that's such a profound, brilliant, like, realization is the first, the, the thing that led to all of our progress is admitting we were dummies or we didn't know stuff. Because if you, until you Absolutely. do that, you can't. If you're just walking around pretending you know everything. But here's the rub. In that thought process, like in the Enlightenment, they say they basically say that the one principle it's bound upon is free thought and free speech, unregulated, unrestricted. Things, uh-huh. uh, uh, things you propose should be backed up by reason and logic, and you should be able to um, administer the, the, a, a belief or an idea with um, evidence and verifiable, provable stuff. Which means we don't give outright authority, and there is no 
untouchable idea, premise, or belief, right? Mm-hmm. It means we don't give ultimate authority to a ruler without unquestioning loyalty or, or regard to a ruler or a religion. Okay. And that's one of the main things. And so hmm. I'm not, like, trying to be subversive, but this is a thing that... Because when I think the tool isn't to tell people what they should believe, because that's kind of what was going on before. The tool is right. to teach people the type of structured thinking that got us thing. through all this progress the last 500 years, and yeah. then apply it to the stuff in your life as a way to safeguard against blind belief in something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I don't know that how makes it makes a lot of over, sense. but I've been taking notes on it. You got any fucking thoughts on it? Well, well, I think you hit it on the head where if I had to condense it, the key to like expansive and uh, accelerated learning and progress is basically humility. Because you, you have to, you only get so far, uh, no matter your talents and your capabilities, while thinking that you have everything figured out and that you know everything. Once you get to a breaking point and you have the ability to say, okay, I don't know everything, means, you know, you, you, from that stem a lot of things, like, hey, I need help. There's a lot of, you know what I mean? It, generally speaking, it's, it's humility. Yes. Of, of AA or NA, too. I just Absolutely, that. yeah. No, yeah, you yeah. First step of any kind of 12-step program is uh, admitting that you have a problem and that your life is unmanageable. That's and like, that's like check over. one, and you're powerless, yeah. That you're powerless yeah. over, uh, over yeah. fill in the blank and that your life is unmanageable. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like already you're like, okay, I'm not God. I need help. I'm limited and finite. Now I can start building, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's ironic, really. Enlightenment through irony. Oh, it's super ironic because it's the, yeah. to gain the thing you've been pretending you had this whole time. To actually gain that thing, you have to admit that you've been pretending. And then you can yeah. start to really actually gain the thing you've kind of been faking. And I want to sum up, too, and I think this will strike the group. There's only five or six of us in the group. Is that the power of language, too, though, as mm-hmm. in, to influence thought and thought to influence language. And that is in these study groups to speak more in, unsure of yourself, even as far as, like, pretty provable or reliable theories like I think blah 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 or this makes sense or it seems blah 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 instead of saying this is the way that means this means this yes. and uh, yeah. you know kind of letting that be the mechanism for which you speak and then develops into the, your thought process that you mm-hmm. know learns I don't know it seems like you would chicken or the egg thing, but will lead you to question things more than make declarative statements about everything. So um, I'm converting this one. Let me, yes, yeah, the moral of the story is you are. Let me ask you a quick question. So was there a point in your life that you can pinpoint? I mean, I think there is, right? But I'm asking, is there a point in your life that you can pinpoint that general moment or moments where you hit that ceiling and said, shit, I guess I don't know everything. You've obviously taken the journey through that, as we kind of discussed, like irony, right? And somewhere in that journey, which is where we all want to be, somewhere in the journey, was there a point, uh, you know, a a distinct point where you felt like you were able to throw your hands up and have that humble moment? Well, 
when I was like 12 or 13, whenever it was, 14, when I had like my existential breakdown with my mom in the car and I was crying on the, yeah. and I was like, what does it all mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was, it's not, you can't really pretend like you know everything when you don't even know what your brain doesn't work in the yeah. moment. So that was the thing. But recently, Nick reached out and he yeah. was, um, he's a special character, that one. And he, okay. I guess he's been listening to the show for the last year and stuff, but he was the first person in my life that would, like, challenge me intellectually and stuff. And he was younger than me, too, mm-hmm. where I believe I was talking about vegetarianism or something, and he's like, well, why is it okay to eat plants then? And I was like, well, it's clearly okay to eat plants. And he's like, why? And then I was like, hmm. And so it forced me to it would force me to our conversations to to have an have a have a stance and then be able to bolster that stance with reasons and actually analyze why this was my stance and what the reason was and that i don't okay. know if i had a i I'm, i had a little bit of a predisposition to that type of thinking we would um go back and forth on stuff like that a lot and since cory passed he he reached out and it was nice to hear from us so hopefully we'll reconnect i had ladies wears searching for him, looking for him, and uh, <laughs> he didn't find him. But then again, he didn't. Who's, who's the idiot? I'm the idiot for having ladies' word. <laughs> Take He's like, I can't do it. And I'm like, well, the nice thing <laughs> told me there's a website that you can go to and type someone's address, and he's like, what is it? I'm like, I don't, but you go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's part of the like, finding. Go, I... <laughs> go search it out. But, yeah, so... Um, at a young age, and, and that goes back to the thing, another, he's another person that I was like, oh, these type of people are everywhere. And then you get older mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, nope, I was wrong. But uh, there's been two people yeah. who's coming to prison that I met that are like that on that level where have like really challenging conversations with about beliefs and, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what's been going on here. And I wonder how many... Because I think a lot of people, especially the people who listen to our shit, are curious, intellectually certain about stuff. But I wonder yeah. how many are limited by the conversations they can't have with the people in their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I find it absolutely time where I get where I get frustrated and I go, you know, like I'll ask the neighbor kid, like, you ever think of that? And it's or or Gr Joe? Be like, no. Why would I think? And it's like, okay, right. I guess I, you know. And then that's one of the things I like about Abdul. He's young, but he he's interested in those things, and yeah. he's interested to to know the deeper things and and to understand why. And he's not putting on a show, you know what I mean? No, like he's really like interested in those things, and that's like my one of my favorite qualities in a person. Yeah, you know, to, to be able to get excited about. I don't even know if the term intellectual or just just talking about and thinking about and unraveling. That's why I love philosophy yeah. so much. Philosophy, you know, the attempt to understand what this life is, what it means to be a human and all that stuff. And um, Now that the 23-year-old's mom, you know, I've been going through some tough times lately, and she's like, you know, a lot of people have left. And I'm always even really thinking about that, but that's certainly a thing. And uh, you can't conjure up people with qualities that are rare. You can't just be like, well, if I just wait another day or two, I'll go find the other guy in here that like, likes to read about philosophy or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but in a way, kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. It's rare. It's rare anywhere. In there, out here, it's rare. Because yeah. really, I think what you're actually talking about 
it's not even so much uh, people that are interested in, in what it means to be intellectual. That comes along with it. But it's people that are willing to, you know, have weird, awkward, difficult conversations because they're not bound by certain fears. And that's not throwing shade at people that like, oh, you're, it's not, a, I'm not, I'm not reducing it to you're scared or you're not scared. But I think whether we realize it or not, some of us do, some of us don't, their fear dictates a lot. It's a lot of, like, if you have a conversation about, I'm going to go there about somebody's sexuality, especially being a man, let's say you're a black man. And I just say that because in that community, it seems to me that that's a really taboo thing. You might already, recoil from even all, even the word because of yeah. What? There was already a comment last night about that stuff, and I thought about bringing it up because. Uh, but yeah, but go ahead. I think the fear is a fear of yeah. letting go or having our beliefs that we just accept as true challenged. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that's a scary thing to to challenge something, um, or you yourself challenged something you just take for granted as a belief about who God is and what his purpose is and what the meaning of everything is. It's really easy to have that whole thing painted for you and to put it in your little yeah. pocket and go, I got it all figured out. And if I don't, I'll just in this book and then it's all there. Um, but I think you're miss- missing the point. That's why one of the two people I named, one is a Christian. His name's Rick. Uh-huh. And he's just brilliant, but he's a Christian that reads, studies, intellectualizes talks about the Bible. I mean, he has books, just full academic analysis and treatises on Mark, Luke, of the different Gospels and stuff. He'll read Mm -hmm. philosophy, and and it's like, okay, that's a true pursuit of verification of your belief. He's not just putting it in his pocket, he's like, I'm a Christian, or I'm a Muslim, whatever it is. He's like, okay... This this seems to be this thing, this is what I believe. So let me like really dig into it deep and and uh, figure out if I really believe it. And there's a respect that I gained for. I used to write people off for for their religious preferences before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and meeting. But him, he's put, he's like, putting oh, in the work though. Yeah, it was a really good lesson to me. Like, oh, now we disagree on things, but really just the interpretation of a very small aspects of, of one yeah. specific thing really but you know in those difficult conversations he just wrote me the other day and sent me a book on writing after years i hadn't talked to him in years hmm. and uh on writing what do you mean like uh yeah. just, like just writing. style of writing yeah and he was like uh you know i think if you're like me at all and i know you are you're probably letting um your need to make something perfect prevents you from actually doing anything or writing anything. And I'm like, uh, no, I've been doing, I've been like doing my, I've been out here grinding, you know, but I, <laughs> I, I, now that the tablet's working, I'm going to write them back. I've been kind of putting it off until everything got working, but, uh, you have one minute remaining. And it's perfect timing. Cause we're about to go. Yes. Any final thoughts from cousin Greg? Uh, no, 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 nothing's shaking over here. Okay, well then take us out. All right. On behalf of me, Evan Greg, and Bobby, your favorite convict, we are gone. Remember, you don't know shit. The step to knowing anything is knowing you don't know shit. We gone. Hi, everybody. Mama C here. For the complete library, full episodes, and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. 
This has been another Notes from the Pen production. <laughs>